At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a tremendous hour for you as Raheem Palmer. He does great work over at The Ringer. He is going to be joining me in 15 minutes. He's actually going to be in studio, if I heard correctly. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I will not be alone on the desk. And we're going to take a look at what we've gotten here in the NFL season thus far. Turn it forward to week four. I know that he does a great job of taking a look at the NFC East as well. I know that he's got quite a few positions. He has been high on the Philadelphia Eagles all season long. So we're going to take a look forward to interesting matchup between the Eagles and the Jaguars. As we know, Doug Peterson, former coach of the Eagles, he is now at the home of a Jaguars team coming off a big win. So we're going to be talking about that and so much more. Touching on a little bit of baseball in between as well. If you missed my DK Nation pick on the diamond in our number two, we're going to hit that in the final segment. And here in this segment, we're going to try to find you guys some winners on this baseball card. All 30 teams are going to be in action. And let's go to a game that is a relative pick em and I take a look at this total, and I'm a little bit befuddled by it. This is 969-970 on the betting board. It is the New York Yankees. They are on the road. They're facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays. As Jose Barrios is going to be going for the Blue Jays, and Jamison Tyon is going for the Yankees. This is a pick game across the board. Anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110 on both teams. I really can't find any place that doesn't have this as the same price on both sides of the money line. So we shall see how this moves in the AM, but total on this game is a 7.5, and... With the Blue Jays, I actually did make them the favorite in this ordeal, minus 113, because the one thing with Jose Barrios is it goes back to his time with the Minnesota Twins. His home and road splits are very dramatic, and that has really held true this season. He's not been great at home with right around about a 4 ERA, but he's really bad on the road with north of a 6 ERA. So you don't want to be betting Jose Barrios when he has been on the road. He's had a couple okay road starts, but... Not necessarily great, and ironically enough, one of those few ro- good road starts this season came against the New York Yankees, where he went six plus innings, giving up between one to two runs a few weeks ago. So he did a good job on that front, but it's going up against someone in Jameson Tyon that has been able to do a great job in terms of command, giving up fewer than two walks per nine innings. But with Jameson Tyon, he's been allowing the deep ball, and really both of these guys have been allowing the deep ball for Jose Barrios. He's given up right around 1.6 or 1.7 home runs per nine innings. James Satayan, more around 1.3 home runs per nine innings. Neither of these guys has gotten a lot of strikeouts either. About 7.7 strikeouts per nine innings out of James Satayan. Jose Barrios on the other end. He has been getting a little bit over seven strikeouts per nine innings. So 
a little bit uncharacteristic of both of these guys. And you take a look at James Tatayan, and he's had his road struggles this year. It's on the road. He's given up about 1.6 home runs for 9 and He's posting up a 442 ERA compared to a 347 ERA at home. And you kind of wonder, how much is trying to get home run number 61 weighing on Aaron Judge? Judge has still been able to move the line. He's got an on-base streak that I believe has now reached 25. So it's not that he's done a poor job on that front, but you got to feel like the Yankees and the guys behind him are like, you got to try to get this guy as many at-bats as humanly possible. We've got to try to get number 61 for him. And I do think that that might be causing for a little bit of pressing and tension at the plate for these New York Yankees hitters. And for the New York Yankees, they finally are healthy and they've been able to rebound quite a bit prior to the loss that they had against the Toronto Blue Jays. They were able to run off. It was eight straight wins for them now. And we'll say two of those wins came against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So that helps out. And with the Boston Red Sox, they aren't necessarily too great either. And it was seven games. So they were running off seven straight wins prior to the loss that they took on Monday. But still, this team has been able to improve. And with regards to improving, how about Glaber Torres? He's been able to play really well recently. He's been hitting well above a 330 over the last 14 days overall for the season. I feel like he's been the best form of protection. For Aaron Judge, hitting about a 255, he's gone deep 24 times. And you've got Jose Trevino, he's been with about a 255 for the team as well. Isaiah Canerfalefa, he got a very rare home run for the team yesterday. And you do have home run power outside of Aaron Judge's. Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Sand, they're both combining for 60 home runs this season. But these two guys, everyone in the state of New York has a collective groan when I mentioned this name, Aaron Hicks, along with Oswaldo Cabrera. Playing a 230 or lower, and then Josh Donaldson as well, who should probably focus on playing rather than smack talking because, well, that's not been going so great for him this season as well. They do need to move the line a little bit more, but also with the New York Yankees, bullpen, despite the struggles that we've been seeing out of Clay Holmes recently, it's all relatively solid. They did use up a Ron Benarakio yesterday, but with this bullpen, you've got Scott Efres, and ever since he's joined the team, he's got about a 270 ERA. You've been able to get good performance out of Luke Trevino ever since he came over from Oakland, a sub two ERA. Out of him, it's been a relatively solid season for Lucas Lukey as well. He's posting up a sub-3 ERA, so you do have quite a few good arms. But also the Toronto Blue Jays, after they had a relatively rough start to the season in their bullpen, since they picked up Anthony Bass, it has been going much better for them. As Bass, you're able to throw in there many guys like the closer in Jordan Romano, David Phelps, Adam Simber, Tim Meza. All these guys are posting up a sub-3 ERA for the team, and for Jose Barrios, I do think that he's going to be able to do a little bit of a better job of keeping the ball in the yard because it does seem like there's maybe a little bit of weather that's going to be popping up in Toronto. It's a little bit cooler if they do have the roof open, but with this Toronto Blue Jays team, they do have one of the most fearsome lineups that you're going to find in the big leagues as they've got five different guys with at least 22 home runs this season. Boba Shep, Matt Chapman, Vlager, Jr., George Springer, Tasker, Hernandez, and the only of these guys think below 261. That'd be Matt Chapman, who still has been able to move the line. 325 on base. Maybe deal with a few injuries to guys like Lourdes Gurriel, Santiago Espinal, but Danny Jansen has been able to do a nice job moving the line as well. Alejandro Kirk, he's hitting about a 290 as well. So these guys have been able to do a nice job, and I do think that the Blue Jays should have a little bit of an upper hand, especially being at home. And you do want to note as well, something that came out from the world of sports. It's honestly a little bit more of the world of news, but it does have sports impacts, and it impacts the way that you're handicapping these games. Those that are coming in from the United States into Canada, they no longer have the mandate of COVID-19. So this means that come the postseason, if the Blue Jays are hosting someone like a Robbie Ray, and you could see a Blue Jays versus Seattle Mariners matchup, he wouldn't have been able to go to Toronto a little bit earlier because he was unvaccinated. Now, with that being dropped, he is going to be able to travel. So keep that in mind in terms of your handicapping. This is not one of those sort of go off on a news tangents or anything like that, but it has very important handicapping ramifications. And I do think that that is very important with regards to Blue Jays games at home moving forward. But that said, in this circumstance, going to be taking a look at the Blue Jays in this ordeal. Was willing to lay up to a minus 113 with them. And with having Tyana Barrios giving up home runs like crazy, a pair of offenses that have been able to do a good job of driving in runs in general. The seven and a half just feels way too low in this spot. I set my total more around at eight and a half. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over in this spot as well. I know that a team that Jason Weingarten mentioned a little bit earlier is the Cleveland Guardians. They have won 10 out of their last 11 games and they're looking to keep it going against the Tampa Bay Rays at home. This is 965, 966 on the betting board as Shane Bieber. He's got a fever for getting outs and he's going for Cleveland and you got Corey Kluber is going to be on the bump. 
for Tampa Bay. Seven is the total. And with the Cleveland Guardians, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about minus 144 to a minus 150 on them. Meanwhile, between plus 130 and plus 140 is the number on the Tampa Bay Rays. At a plus 140, I'll begin to take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays. The run line is starting to get a little bit out of whack. I was seeing it a little bit earlier between about a plus 150 to a plus 155 on the Cleveland Guardians. This is starting to shrink to more like a plus 145. And for Corey Kluber, he's given up the deep ball this year, but he's got good command, giving up about 1.5 walks per nine innings. And he's been very stable because... His home and road splits are not necessarily demonstrative at all. And this is a little bit of a revenge game for Corey Kluber as well. Keep in mind, he began his career and won a Cy Young Award for that matter. While he was a member of the Cleveland organization back before they were known as the Guardians. But he's certainly got good familiarity with being able to pitch and be effective in this ballpark for Corey Kluber. Right around a 505 road ERA, which is a little bit of an issue. And a lot of this has to come back to the deep ball. He's given up about 1.3 home runs per nine innings when he is on the road. But one, one thing that the Cleveland Guardians don't do is hit home runs, and they especially don't hit home runs at home. They've actually got the fewest home runs of any team in the big leagues at home this season, though. What they do a solid job of, the Guardians, is just move the line in general. As you've got pretty much five different guys. They're at least a 275 for this team. Jose Ramirez is the main guy, but Amid Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Steven Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez are all hitting at least a 275. Ramirez is the main manager, 117 RBI, 28 home runs, but then you've got Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez between 17 and 19 home runs apiece. Naylor's been able to hit about a 260 as well, and for the Tampa Bay Rays, well, let's call it what it is. They've got a lack of firepower in terms of the home run ball as well. They've got two guys that have more than 12 home runs this season. That'd be Randy Rosarena and Isaac Paredes, both of these guys, between 19 to 20 home runs apiece, but you do have guys that they do a nice job of reaching base. Yandy Diaz is dealing with a little bit of an injury, but Harold Ramirez, he's been hitting well above a 300. And then past that, Orozarena, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Wanda Franco. These guys are hitting about a 275 at Manuel Margot. He came off the injured list recently. He does a good job of moving the line with the Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays. These are also opposite teams. Shane Bieber is very much a strikeout guy. His numbers are down this year in terms of punch outs. And honestly, he's actually been a little bit worse at home than on the road. Right around a 305 home ERA compared to a 265 ERA on the road. But that said, you do have a guy in Shane Bieber that he's still getting right around nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings. So he's going up against a race team that they strike out quite a bit. Meanwhile, for the Cleveland Guardians, fewest strikeouts on a per at bat and a per game basis out there. But you got a guy in Corey Kluber that he's comfortable pitching to contact, and both of these teams have been solid with the bullpen. The Guardians, they've got the number one bullpen ERA in the big league since the All-Star break, right around at 2.30. James Karinczak, Emmanuel Classe. These guys have been tremendous in the 8th and ninth inning. Nick Sandlin, Trevor Steven, and Yeldi Los Santos. At least a 3-1 ERA or better out of both of those, or all three of those guys. But when you take a look at the Tampa Bay race, you've got a pair of guys in also a pair of guys in Jason Adam, and then you're able to throw in there a few others that are able to do a good job in the bullpen. Adam, he's got a sub-2 ERA. Pete Fairbanks is who I was thinking of. He's got a sub-2 ERA as well, and then you've got Brooks Raley who's been able to come in, give you a sub-3 ERA. Very well-rested bullpen of the Tampa Bay Rays, and with both of those being relatively equal, getting right around about a plus-135 to a plus-140. That appeals to me with the Rays. Also think that with the 7, we've gone down just a little bit too far. I said my total a little bit north of that, so taking a look at the over as well. And coming up next, we're taking a look at the great game of football with Reem Palmer of the Ringer as he joins me in studio right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Snack time meets game time with the Frito-Lay Snacks and Snap Series. Join six free-to-play football contests and draft your best lineups to fight for your share of $120,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay now to get in on the action. Frito-Lay, food for the fun of it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vsin, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Reem Palmer. Does great work over at the Ringer. Has joined me in studio a few times, and he's still out here in lovely Las Vegas. And Raheem, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. It's always, always an honor to be here. You know, we're having a great NFL week three. I mean, look, you close it out right, so I can't complain. Life is good. Absolutely. I know that you've been heavily invested in the NFC East, and I'm sure that you'd love to see what we've gotten right now. A little bit surprising, in my opinion, that the Cowboys have been able to run off two straight games. That's going to be beneficial for them moving forward because Dak Prescott is going to be able to come back at some point. But I think that we both be in agreement. The Philadelphia Eagles right now look like the class of this division. And right now, Osborne has them as the top team in the NFC. Do you agree with them being the top team in terms of the NFC? Because I take a look at them, and I really can't find a lot of weaknesses. And I do think that you still have to consider teams like the Green Bay Packers. But I've been thoroughly impressed by this team through three weeks. Yeah, I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles are the fr- forefront of the NFC. But I'm going to be honest with you. The Cowboys, to me, like they're a team who I took their under 10 and a half wins. I think you have to upgrade them because I think their defense is for real. When you look at Micah Parsons, when you look at Demarcus Lawrence, you look at that defense, they can rush the passer. And I think that under isn't a lock anymore. Um, it, the way Cooper Rush is playing, now I know they just played the Giants who didn't really have a pass rush, but this team is going to be able to slow you down defensively. They're going to be able to run the ball. I don't think you can count out the Cowboys for the NFC East. And I do think that with just how you were taking a look at the season in general, it is very important to have an open mindset because you always try to take a look forward when it comes to season win totals. And one game that I'm sure many people thought was going to be a cakewalk, and I still think that the Eagles should be able to get the job done outright, but this Jacksonville Jaguars game is very intriguing because you've got Peterson, who's going to be returning to Philadelphia, as we know. Mr. Doug Peterson would love absolutely nothing more than to get a win in this spot and be able to put Trevor Lawrence even further on the map after his big week last week. And then with the Philadelphia Eagles, certainly they look like the better team right now. But I think when it comes to just season wins in general and just taking a look at the NFL schedule, you have to be very malleable with it because just a few weeks ago, we thought that the Jaguars game was going to be a cakewalk. Not so much anymore, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think the thing with the Jaguars is to me, I think – like, a lot of guys, a lot of the sharper players, they took flyers on the Jaguars to win the AFC at the South. I mean, we were down on the Titans. When you look at the Colts right now, Matt Ryan looks like he's Larry Holmes' status at the <laughs> end of his career. So, I mean, I think the Jaguars have been fortunate this year. Obviously, you play a Colts team who had all those injuries. Who I mean, you, you didn't have Michael Pittman. You didn't have Alex Pierce. You didn't have Shaq Leonard. They played them at the right time. Then you play the Chargers, who has Justin Herbert coming off a rib injury, and then they lose their left tackle in the game. So I just think they found themselves in, in fortunate situations. But there is sharp money on the Jags pushing that line from seven down to six. I'm probably not going to get involved here. I'm going to be honest with you. I just think the Jaguars have been so fortunate. So 
I don't really like the spot that by the by the Jaguars. Yep, they did get a good spot with having Justin Herbert out of the, or in the fold, but playing very, very injured. And in my opinion, he should have been out of the fold. And when it comes to the Chargers, they're a team that on paper and on paper alone, I had them as a top four team in the NFL. But my question coming into the year was Brandon Staley and his coaching. And though he hasn't been going for it on like fourth and five in his own territory or anything like that, I'm very concerned they left Justin Herbert in the game game a few days ago because that could have been something very serious. It doesn't sound like anything happened due to him staying out there in the fourth quarter. But I just take a look at Brandon Staley and I still don't have any confidence that he's going to be able to lead this team forward. And with the Chargers dealing with all their injuries, they're a team that really concerns me right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I was concerned from the door. I mean, when you look at their offensive coordinator, to me, the offensive coordinator really wasn't calling the type of plays that you need for Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and his intended air, air yards were at the bottom of the league. I mean, we were looking at like around 5.8 for intended air yards. So, I mean, it's just like I felt like he didn't have a real offensive coordinator. Now, now you look at the injuries. You look at the injury to Bosa. You look at the injury to Herbert. And if you have a bad offensive coordinator – and then to me, Stanley, it's just, I mean, look, he's not calling those high variance plays plays anymore, but I just, I don't trust this team. And, you know, when I, I was looking at some of the sportsbook eyes today on the Chargers that missed the playoffs, minus 110 to miss the playoffs. So that's telling you everything right there. And I think one of the things we have to look at is that we came into the year with the AFC West being hyped up as one of the best divisions of football. They look at, they look like one of the worst at this point. I'm right there with you. I'm, I mean, go figure, the class of the division right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Broncos are sitting there at 2-1. and one. I think we both agree. The 2-1 and one of the Chiefs looks a little bit different than the 2-1 and one of the Denver Broncos because even though they won the game on Sunday Night Football, I wasn't impressed by what I saw out of Russell Wilson. I wasn't impressed by what I saw in that offense. The defense, I think that there's a very fair case that it looks very good right now. Even in the loss that they took to the Seahawks, that was not on the defense at all, and I think that that is going to be a good core unit moving forward. But I think a look at this Broncos team, and I do think that their 2-1 and one is a little bit fool's gold, and I think that it's just so important with a lot of these teams right now to take a look at the context of the record. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the, the Broncos right now, they're struggling to move the ball. I mean, like, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo tried his hardest to lose that game for them. And, you know... He pulled you, a Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, and then he tried to throw a pick six on the same play. And I think, you know, a big part of them losing that game was the fact that Trent Williams got hurt. Because, I mean, obviously, you're going to struggle to move the ball. This, this is a, a 49ers team which already had issues at offensive line. And you got to see why the 49ers were trying to replace Jimmy Garoppolo so much. And shout out to Dan Orlowski for having <laughs> such a good sense of humor over the Jimmy G situation over the weekend. But I, I'm so glad that you bring that up as well because the most befuddling line move that I've seen out of these week four games and talked about it a little bit in the last hour, the San Francisco 49ers opened up as right around about a one, one and a half point favorite against the LA Rams. This is now went to two and a half. And with the 49ers, they look terrible on Sunday night football. They lose Trent Williams. Now the Rams, they've got their own injury concerns of their own, but I felt like the Rams being about a one to one and a half point underdog, that was relatively correct. I would have even moved this to more of a pick em after what we saw the previous week. I didn't anticipate this line going the other way, and it just feels a little bit confusing. I mean, outside of the NFC Championship game, when you look at what Sean McVay and Kyle Shannon have, have done when they played each other, Kyle Shannon has dominated that matchup. So, and like even in the NFC Championship game, the 49ers were up 10 with, you know, six, seven, eight minutes to go before they just decided, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go for it on, on fourth and one at the 50. Um, I'm going to drop the interception. Uh. I'm going to allow the Rams to score a touchdown, then kick the field goal to tie the game. And it's just like, to me, the 49ers have always had their numbers. So I can see why some of the sharper players will jump on that, that line. And I think that that is something that's very interesting as well. How much do you take a look at the history when it comes to divisional matchups like Rams versus 49ers? Because he pointed out the 49ers have been able to do a good job against Sean McVay and really the only team that has owned Sean McVay since he's come into the league because I do think that there are certain scheduling spots. I do think that there are opportunities to look past the numbers that we've seen like this year and last year and diving into the matchups. And you just pointed out one of them. I mean, I, th I think you have to look at it. I mean, look, I think... You never want to just weigh your entire handicap on past trends, but you look at the Colts and the Jaguars. I mean, when the Colts go to Jacksonville, it's a house of horrors. Oh. I mean, even you look at tonight, the Dallas Cowboys have dominated 
Danny Jones throughout his entire career. So I think a lot of times, you know, these divisional teams, they know each other pretty well. And when one team has an edge, it tends to play out over time. Yeah, man, look at week two, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers jokes that he owns the Chicago Bears, but it really is true. And that has been always something to take a look at as well. And what I think is also going to be something to identify is we're talking about the AFC, and I know that off air, we were having a good conversation about Lamar Jackson. Baltimore being a three and a half point underdog in week four against the Buffalo Bills, to me, this just, even if you don't like the Baltimore Ravens outright, being able to get three and a half with them in this spot, it feels like relatively good value. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but I take a look at this Baltimore team and I can understand them being an underdog. This being past the line, the number of three, though, it just feels like a good take on the Ravens. Yeah, I'm, this is a, this is a spot that I'm looking to back as well. I love the Baltimore Ravens in this spot. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. Obviously, the Ravens, they have some issues with their secondary. And with a team like the Buffalo Bills, who can kind of light it up, that gives you some concern. But when you look at the Buffalo Bills, they dominated that matchup against the Miami Dolphins. They had the Dolphins defense on the field for 90 plays, and they still couldn't get it done. They played out in the heat. But, I mean, they're a banged-up team. A lot of their secondary is banged up. Obviously, they still don't have Tredavious White. And they have issues offensively and defensively as far as injuries. So I think for them to travel again on the road and have to take on Harbaugh, so who, I mean, historically, he does well as an underdog at home, I, I'm looking towards the Ravens here. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to be at the forefront of the MVP race should he win this. And this is an example of being able to take a look at like opponents because both of these teams lost in Miami as well. And I would say Baltimore looked a little bit better than the Buffalo Bills in their loss as well. And I know that you've got a little bit of a position on Lamar Jackson. So let's talk a little bit about the MVP race on the other side with Reem Palmer, who does great work over at the ringer and take a look at some more week four games for this NFL slate here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. You're able to get everything that we do here at the network, including our daily picks at a glance, which recaps all the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. 24 7 video season prep that includes our weekly college and pro football matchups covering every game all season long pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips which are updated every hour with actual insights to help your sports betting game sign up for our discounted football special and get vcin pro access to everything that we do now through the super bowl for just 175 dollars or save 50 percent off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long vcin.com slash subscribe is where you go for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Bank Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Back here with Raheem Palmer. Does a great job over at the ringer. And I was talking about this a little bit earlier, and let's dive into it, the MVP race. Because I know that you invested in Lamar Jackson coming into the season, and that's a play that I absolutely loved. I think that Lamar Jackson has done an amazing job. If I had an award for MVP right now, I would give it to Lamar Jackson. And... As of right now, we're finding Lamar Jackson right around 7-1, to and I'm not sure if you take a look at the current odds board with Lamar Jackson being at 7-1, to tied for third with Patrick Mahomes. I still think there might be a little bit of value there. I mean, I think there's a little bit of value, but, I mean, I'm not... I mean, obviously, I have 20-1, to so I don't want to tell people to take oh, a worse number than me, but I just think, look, we see it in, in the MLB. Aaron Judge, contract year. We see it with Lamar Jackson, contract year. He bet on himself, and... You kind of got to admire that, and he's been playing lights out. And I mean, he doesn't have some of the weapons that a lot of other quarterbacks have. I mean, we look at Josh Allen. He has Stephon Diggs. I mean, you know, guys like Bateman are, are good. They but, got rid of Hollywood Brown. Yeah, so as I mean, you look at guys like Bateman and, and Duvernay, they're, they're solid, but, you know, they're not Stephon Diggs, you know. So I think the way Lamar Jackson is playing, he, he should be, you know, honestly, he should be at the forefront. Of yep, and when it comes to Jalen Hurts, I love what he's been able to do. I think putting him number two on the odds board has went a little bit too far personally. I think that he should probably be a little bit behind guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's that, that have sort of been there, done that. And how much do you fear that perhaps there's going to be a little bit of overinflation on the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I do take a look at this line, them being a six half point favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it feels relatively right in my opinion. If I had to take something right now, I'd be taking a look at Jacksonville, but I'd be 
Rather hoping that this line gets back to seven rather than taking a six and a half like it's at right now because it was sitting at seven while I was doing the show yesterday. But I do fear that if the Philadelphia Eagles have another big week or two, it can lead to overinflation. And I think that it's very important to gauge when these hot teams just become a little bit too hot and then you got to drop them and look at the other side. I mean, you know, you got the name of the game is buy low, sell high. But I think this line is, um, I think this, this line is priced correctly. Actually, my model has it around six. I think we're looking at six and a half, so yep. it's a no play for me. But, I mean, obviously you did have that sharp money come in and, and snatch up the sevens. Me, like I said before, I think the Jaguars have been fortunate this year, so I'm going to stay away from this one. But, I mean, it's really going to be an interesting matchup to see uh, Doug Peterson go up against his old team. I agree, and when it comes to the NFC East as well, we've got an interdivision battle that's going to be going down between Dallas and the Washington Commanders. And, just the more I take a look at the Commanders, I did not have a high opinion of them coming into the season. And, well, it's not any higher after what we saw last week as the Cowboys, they are a three-point favorite. And this is a line that seems right to me because with Dallas, they've been fighting hard with Cooper Rush in the fold. This is a defense that is very solid, obviously a little bit of a work in progress when it comes to this offense. But I do think that Dallas can actually help themselves out a little bit more if we see a little bit more of what we saw in the second half of the Monday Night Football game because Tony Pollard was getting more touches, it felt. And it felt like good things happened for Dallas, and I think that that's something that's worth watching in this game. I'm not sure if you've got any position in terms of Washington versus Dallas, but I'm just completely out on Washington for Dallas. I'm sort of lukewarm on them, hoping to see a little bit more out of Pollard. I think the, 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 the issue with Washington is they just can't block for Carson Wentz. And yeah. I think we saw that in the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, I mean, look, that first half against the Detroit Lions, I mean, that said a lot about who this Washington team is. I mean, look, the Lions have given up points to everybody. And for an entire half, they couldn't score. And, you know, defensively, I mean, I know they don't have guys like Chase Young back, but they're very disappointing. So, to me, I like from what I saw tonight, I have to upgrade the Dallas defense. I think Michael Parsons, I think the Marcus Lawrence, I think they're going to be able to rush the passer and – cause some real problems for Carson Wentz. I don't have a position on it yet, but I, I think the I think Ron Rivera is going to be on the hot seat pretty soon. Yep, and when it comes to the Cowboys in some spots, you're finding the juice more around even money slash minus 105 on a three. This was at two and a half a little bit earlier. Trust me, if we see any more two and a halves and that's what we get on game day, I would certainly be willing to take a shot there. And then with regards to the biggest line move that we've seen this week, that is the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. You know, sorry, able to throw in their Packers versus the Patriots. But a look at line on this one was the Cardinals being right around about a three-point favorite. Now it's come back to the Carolina Panthers being a very slight favorite between one and a half and two. And I do think that this is such an interesting game because with the Arizona Cardinals, they've been one of the biggest disappointments in all of football. But what I think with the Arizona Cardinals is this team is just so much different with DeAndre Hopkins. And I felt like we knew that coming into the year, but I think that it's just been magnified more and more by what we've seen this year. Oh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. But I also think, you know, when we look at this Arizona Cardinals team, they have played a tougher schedule. I mean, they played the Kansas City Chiefs to open up the year. They played the Rams. Uh, I mean, so, like, to me, this is a step down in competition. Like, I actually think the Raiders are probably a better team than the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, they were home dogs, and they were basically playing – a Saints team with Jameis Winston who has, you know, fractures in his back and they're dealing with a lot of injuries and a new coach. So to me, I think this is probably a good spot to buy low in the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is a really great teaser leg um, to tease the Arizona Cardinals through the key numbers of three and seven um, because I just, I don't like what I see from Baker. I think, you know, I think um, my colleague Benjamin Salik, he actually did um, something on um, the Carolina Panthers. So it's just... <sighs> I'm not high on this team at all, so this is this is the week to sell them. Yep, I backed the Carolina Panthers last week just because I couldn't bet on a quarterback with a bad back, and if there's a team that I've downgraded more than darn near any other this season, it is the New Orleans Saints, and as they go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they're a two-and-a-half-point underdog against the Minnesota Vikings, so this is going to be our game across the pond this week, and you were mentioning teaser legs and being able to go through the three and the seven. Would you perhaps be willing to do it with the Saints in a game that I think might be a little bit lower scoring with a total of 43 and a half? I mean, it does look interesting. I think if, if Jameis is healthy and, you know, you still have some guys healthy for that team, I do think they're being a little bit undervalued. But right now, it's like there's so much uncertainty around it, the injury report over there. So I want to wait on that one. <laughs> yep, I don't blame you there. And I think that the toughest part might be finding a little bit of a dance partner to be able to have the teaser because 
a lot of the other games that we're finding in that neighborhood of about a two and a half. That would be the Rams against the San Francisco 49ers, which the Rams, I think that they've got a good shot of being able to pull that off outright. So that would probably be the one that if I was looking to take a teaser in the circumstance that you threw out, I'd probably be looking at the Rams first and foremost. But this Chiefs versus Buccaneers game is also on two and a half. I just think that there's blowout potential here with the Chiefs being a favorite coming off of a loss. I think that they are going to be very, very angry. Tom Brady, he's still at the helm of the Buccaneers, but what is going to be around him? Because it looks like Mike Evans should be good to go, but even with him back in the fold, you can tell that he just didn't have any weapons around him last week against the Packers. I mean, when I looked at that game, to me, I felt like that was a very winnable game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were the unfortunate victim of some turnover. Those two fumbles were killed. Yeah, I, I think if they, if they don't fumble those two, I think they win that game. And... You know, to me, it says a lot about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I mean, look, they've been dominating and shutting everybody down. So I think what you're seeing is that you're seeing a team that's very similar to the the Peyton Manning-led Broncos the last year before he retired when they won the Super Bowl. I, I think this defense can kind of carry them. And you're seeing all throughout the NFL, offenses are struggling. So if you have a good defense, I mean, the sky's the limit. But I, one thing I want to say about that game and the Carolina game, I mean, there's talk of a hurricane, so we actually don't know if those games are actually going to take place at those home venues. So you you kind of you want to take a position on that. You kind of gotta you gotta you gotta do your research. Yep, absolutely, and I do think that that is such an important note because we see it happen like once every few years where you have that sort of an ordeal. I I remember last year the Green Bay Packers they had to play at Miami against the New Orleans Saints due to something very similar. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out. And do you think that maybe people are a little bit too low on Tom Brady right now, speaking of the Buccaneers? Because I watched that game on Sunday, and it felt like Tom Brady honestly did an okay job. He took what the defense gave him. That was not necessarily a whole heck of a lot, and the weapons around him were subpar, and yet he was still able to complete over 66% of his passes. And in my opinion, he still looked relatively sharp. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not that low on Tom Brady. I mean, I'm a Tom Brady guy. It's like, you know, I always tell people, like, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning's like Pepsi and Coke. You had to pick one or the other. I was a Thomas guy. So, to me, I just I, I just, I just, think they had some turnover variance luck that just didn't go their way, and I think it changed the course of that game. And then the Packers, I mean, a lot of people projected them as a top-tier defense. So, I, I think that's what you got in that game where, you know, most of the receivers were in the hospital, and then obviously <laughs> Mike Evans was suspended. Yep, and – by the way, for that Packers versus Patriots total, currently at a 40 to a 40 and a half. That's something that I never thought I would see in a game in which Aaron Rodgers was under center for the Packers. So it shall be interesting to see what we get this week in the NFL. And I know that Raheem, you do a great job of covering it all. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Raheem Palmer of The Ringer does amazing work, and it's always great to have him on this show. And coming up next for the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience, I give you my DK Nation pick for the Diamond here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Place them up for week four with the Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance, which is offered every Sunday all season long. You're able to build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. We draw on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sports app as it is a whole new game. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, for the final segment of this show. If you're listening to me live, well, you get three more hours of Greg Peterson coming up on the flip side. I don't know whether to say you're welcome or to say I'm sorry, but it is what it is. But if you're listening to a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific Time, 7 a.m. Eastern, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they come at you with follow the money. They're going to recap what we saw on Monday Night Football, turn it forward, take a look at a great week of games in both college and pro football, and I'm sure I have a little bit of baseball chatter in there as well. So always great to have that, and always great to have plenty of games to be able to take a look at for this Tuesday. Today, well, it's going to be a whole lot of baseball for us, but with that said, we've got still a lot of money to be made, and we're merely about... Nine days away from the start of the MLB postseason as well. So we're getting very close, and October is typically one of my best months in terms of MLB baseball. So I'm getting ramped up for that. And a team that is trying very, very hard to fight their way into October baseball, that'd be the Milwaukee Brewers. And they are the basis of my DK Nation pick. As we go 957-958 on the betting board, it is the Cardinals on the road against the Brewers. As Miles Michaelis goes for the St. Louis Cardinals, and Adrian Hauser is going to be going for the Brewers. And... This is a relative pick game with the Cardinals finding them as good as a minus 105 and as bad as minus 110 with the Brewers as high as a minus 110 on them, as good as even money. So about as much of a pick as it gets and total on this game is eight. And I made the St. Louis Cardinals more around a minus 125 favorite. I do think that this is a rightful favorite just because I just can't back Adrian Hauser. I'm someone that I grew up in the great state of Wisconsin. I love the Milwaukee Brewers, but you got to take fandom out of the equation in this. You got to be thinking about the bankroll and the bankroll only. And the bankroll tells me if I bet on Adrian Hauser, I'm going to be losing my shirt. And that would not be good. With Adrian Hauser, three plus runs surrendered in eight out of his last 10 starts. So that does take out the full day long relief appearance they made against the Pittsburgh Pirates a few weeks ago. But this is been someone giving up 3.9 walks per nine innings while getting six half strikeouts per nine innings. He's a pitch of contact guy with not great command. That is a really, really bad combination. And for Miles Michaelis, he's more of a pitcher contact guy himself. He gets right around seven strikeouts for nine innings, but he does a much better job in terms of walks as he's been allowing fewer than two walks per nine innings all season. Now, he does have an issue with giving up runs on the road. His home and road ERA, it's a differential of nearly two points as he's got right around a 450 road ERA, more like a 230 home ERA. So that is a little bit of an issue. And both of these teams ranking the top seven in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, and the Brewers are a little bit better. They've got a trio of guys in Willie Adamas, Roddy Tellez, Hunter Renfro, all with at least 28 home runs, but the Cardinals, they are scoring more runs per game because they do a better job of getting on base. They rank fourth in the league in terms of on-base percentage, and I believe second in the National League might be third, but they've done a great job on that front as well. Meanwhile, the Brewers are more around 12th in terms of on-base percentage, and they really don't have that one table-setter guy. Now, Garrett Mitchell, a young prospect for the team, is sitting right around 265 in limited at-bats. Mike Brasso, he's been able to about a 270. Then you've got guys like Christian Yelich, Colton Wong, hitting about a 250 to 255. But with the St. Louis Cardinals, you've got many more guys that are able to move the line. Brendan Donovan is hitting just below a 300. And while you've got Tommy Edmond only in that fold about a 260 or so, what he does a good job of is being able to just create havoc on the base pass. He's gotten over 30 stolen bases this year. That's in the top five in the National League. And then Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. They combined 65 home runs between these two guys. Arenado, he's hitting a 250 or 295 overall for the season. 
more like a 400 on base and a 320 batting average for Paul Goldschmidt, Albert Pools, Corey Dickerson, plus all-star break. Both of these guys earning above a 3 iron now for the Cardinals. They were going through a mighty cold spell with their offense. They had scored one run in 47 innings at this time last week. They've been able to bust out through that. They were able to get Albert Pools at home run number 700. So Monkey is off their back a little bit on that front as well. And then you got other guys like A. Dylan Carlson, who's been a little bit disappointing this year, but still able to provide a 311 on base. And Lars Newtbar, he's got 14 home runs. He's got a 345 on base as well. And then when it comes to both of these bullpens, for the Brewers, they have a very dominant bullpen piece in Devin Williams. He's posted up a sub-2 ERA. And then you have Brad Boxberger providing right around 3-2 ERA. And Peter Strzelski, if you haven't heard his name, he's actually a relatively solid pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. But you've got guys like Trevor God along with Brent Suter that aren't necessarily too trustworthy. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, they've gotten a two ERA out of Zach Thompson. And then you've got one of the best relievers in all of baseball in Ryan Elsley, who has been amazing for the team. A buck 32 ERA for the entirety of the season. And they've done a good job of being able to pick up some pieces. Jojo Romero, Chris Stratton are a pair of guys that they picked up at or around the trade deadline. They both had to be able to give a sub three ERA in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform. Jake Woodford has actually been a solid long relief guy if needed as well. But Miles Michaelis should be able to take this out of the equation a little bit more. Six plus innings in nine out of his last 13 total appearances with Adrian Hauser walking guys like he is, just giving up a lot of hard contact. Cannot take a look at the Milwaukee Brewers. I set the St. Louis Cardinals more on a minus 125 favorite. So they are the team that I'm looking at with regards to my DK Nation write-up. And I mentioned it with Miles Michaelis. He's given up quite a few runs when he has been on the road. Adrian Hauser just untrustworthy in general. So it's my total at an 8.7. So this is an ordeal where I'm going to be taking a look at the over my write-up that is going to be based around the St. Louis Cardinals money line. How about if we take a look at a team that, you know, they've been in an almighty funk on offense for a very long time. 955, 956 on the board, just above that Cardinals versus Brewers game is the New York Mets as they play host to the Miami Marlins. Pablo Lopez is going to be going for Miami and Carlos Grasco. He is going to be going for the Mets and the Mets are between a minus $2 and a minus 2.10 favorite between plus 180 and plus 185. The number on Miami with seven being the total end for the Miami Marlins. If there was a emoji to describe their offense, it would be a big giant frowny face. Three runs are fear in 34 out of their last 42 games. I mean, it's just deplorable. They've got one guy that is going to be active for this game with north of 10 home runs, and that's Brian De La Cruz. He's got 11 home runs. It's very late September. The season is going to be ending for them in a little bit over a week, and they've got one guy right now not on the injured list with more than 10 home runs. It's just absolutely mind-boggling right now. And for the Miami Marlins, they've got so many guys like Peyton Butterick, J.J. Blade, Gerard Encarnacion that are getting at bats or hitting below the Mendoza line of 200. It's just a really tough side to take a look at, and this is a case where the Mets might be able to cover the run line if they only score three runs. Pablo Lopez is a relatively respectable pitcher now. What I will say about Pablo Lopez is that things have been going sideways on him the second half of the season, though. He's been able to pick it up a little bit more. Two runs or fewer, give it up in four out of his last five starts, and he's not backed up by a bad bullpen either. Steve Oker at a sub-3 ERA. Guys like Richard Blyer, Dylan Floro, they're right around a 3-1 to a 3-2 in terms of ERA. Uskar Brazoban has been able to do a okay job as well, but I do have some trepidations with those second half splits. 5.57 ERA for Pablo Lopez as he has given up nine home runs at 63 innings post-all-star break in. Last time he faced off against the Mets, he gave up eight runs. So that was pretty much the over all by itself. And for Carlos Carrasco, he's been significantly better at home than he has been on the road. With Carrasco, you know that he's going to be able to keep the ball in the yard. He's going to be able to keep things out in front of him in general. For Carrasco, overall for the season, giving up less than a home run per nine innings. Right around nine strikeouts per nine innings as well. Even though he's at a little bit of advanced age, he's been able to do a good job on that front. And for Carrasco, 9-2 record, 321 ERA at home. More like a 457 ERA on the road. So, has performed significantly better in a pitcher-friendly ballpark in New York. And with the Mets, you got Pete Alonso who's been able to slug out over 125 RBI. Right around 38 home runs. So, he's been able to do a nice job. And then, on top of that, you've got guys who are able to move the line like a Francisco Lindor. He, Brandon Nimmo, they're able to throw in their Alonso. I mentioned a little bit earlier, Marcana. All these guys hanging between about a 265 to 275. So, they've been rock solid. And this is a Mets bullpen that has improved quite a bit as well. As you've got a pair of guys, Tommy Hunter and Amonavino, providing a sub-250 ERA. Now, Hunter is dealing with a little bit of an injury. Unlikely to be able to go in this game. But Seth Lugo, sub-3 ERA post-all-star break as well. That might tell us 6.7. I just... 
Really can't take a look at an over with the Marlins unless if I think that the opponent is going to be able to score all those runs by themselves pretty much at this point. But we we'll to take a shot on the Mets run line, getting that right around about a plus 110 to a plus 115. So we're willing to fire in on the Mets run line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. And something that I'm going to be taking a look at in regards to the baseball postseason and something that I take a look at in terms of all sports. As we got pro tips here on VSIN, you get one every hour on this Find network so 20 per day visa.com slash subscribe for all of these is not all home field slash court advantages are created equal you've got body clock games typically with a lot of bookmakers just across all sports when you've got a point spread they award a flat three points when it comes to home field advantage take this into account because not all these are equal some of these are a little bit diminished some of these are heightened by things like travel so always keep that in mind and keep in mind 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Follow the money is coming your way right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VSIN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. NFL veteran first. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 